adult content which may not be suitable for some listeners so if you're under 18 you probably shouldn't be listening welcome to frisky tipsy libertines with scott and janet where we explore sex and sexuality under the influence so sit back imbibe and enjoy the show Welcome to the Frisky Tipsy Libertines Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Janet. And this is episode one. Yay! And what's today's topic? It's virginity. We thought this would be an appropriate topic because Scott and I are both podcast virgins. That's, so this is our first time. That's right. This is our first so time. So it's going to be really awkward. And inexperienced. So I hope you guys are ready. Are a really um, terrible but memorable time. All right. And also, since this is our first show and we're going with the virgin theme, we are drinking... Shirley Temple's, the most famous virgin drink ever. But, um, you know, once we reviewed the recipe, we realized they left out the alcohol. So we added cherry vodka, which I guess you call that a dirty Shirley. Yes. So, virginity. Virginity. What yeah. you got? Uh, well... What what do you got? What do you got? Uh, what do you think virginity is? Can you define virginity for us, Scott? You know, I, I've been thinking about this one like all week. And <laughs> I really have. And to me, I guess it's just like the basically, let's just go with the basic social norm is like the first time you actually have intercourse. Yeah. So to me, it's not like if you have fellatio, blowjobs, any of that stuff, it's like going down. Penis and penis. vagina sex. Right. Or, I mean, but that, but you're also going to, that's only like the straight term though. So, I, I know. Like, what about gay people? Like gays and lesbians, if they've never been with the opposite sex, like, does that make them virgins their whole life? Right. I don't think so. But then it's like, so virginity is penis and vagina sex for the straight people but then there's a separate gay virginity i don't know so maybe it's a outdated <laughs> social norm that it is it is <laughs> i think that's like the whole thing we're coming down to it's there's, like, there's no real definition for virginity i mean there's not even like a i just found this out today that there's not even like a real like a medical term for it like there the, isn't no. and like especially for i would say men like other than claiming, hey, I had sex, there's really no difference at all, like in between actually having sex and not having sex <laughs> like, for the first time. <laughs> Unless you're a really good liar. Like, that's all I came down to. Like, so for me, I think it's a very outdated term that, and there's such a stigma on it. There's such a big deal of steel. It is. What, what do you think about the fact that, uh, well, I know fact <laughs> what do you think about people using the term losing virginity do you feel like you've lost something or after like, you had sex or the v card or the flower garden or what are those <laughs> stupid ass terms were there <laughs> i mean i think there is i don't know like Let's, let's go this way. When you had sex for the first time, did you feel different afterwards? Um, I felt some irritation, but... 
Um, as far as like mentally different, no, not at all. But then again, um, I count the first time I lost my virginity, the first time I had, you know, sexual intercourse, penis and vagina, but I had had oral sex before that point. So to some people, I had already lost my virginity. Right. Because I'm kind of the same thing. It's like, because <laughs> <laughs> I had oral sex, receiving and giving, and I'm trying to think of, no, also mutual masturbation and also getting turned off with your hands or hand jobs, like mutual hand jobs. So like, where's the line drawn <laughs> for that? Where indeed? Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think there is one. I think it's all um, just this socially constructed lie. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like some people like I remember like when I especially was like in like high school because I'm in my 30s and I remember like in high school like some people were like oh, I just want to get it over with and just move on and just so that's just done and over with. And then there's other people who are like, oh, I'm going to save myself. And I was just in the boat like, eh, when it happens, it happens. So. Yeah. I think it's kind of along the same lines. Uh, yeah. I, but, I definitely feel, didn't feel like I needed to save myself for some night on a white horse or anything. <laughs> but, um, but I wasn't like in a rush, like, oh, no, all my friends are doing it and I'm left right. out. But I know a lot of people do feel that social pressure, like, hmm, I've got to do this thing I'm not comfortable with because I'll be a loser if I don't. Right. I mean, for me, I was out of high school. First time I actually ever had legitimate, I guess, sex. Okay. Yeah. So if we're going on that term of, you know, penis to vagina, yeah, it's the first time I ever had it was when I was uh, 19, right out of high school. 19. So tell us about your first time, Scott. Oh, we're going there? Oh, yeah. I, I want to take it there. Okay. We're going there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make this as awkward as possible. Well, you know what? Bef- before we get into all that, should we explain to our listeners like who we are first? Yeah. Who the fuck are we? Um, so Scott and I are married, not to each other. <laughs> <laughs> we, we both have partners. Uh, I'm in a monogamous relationship. And I'm in a mostly monogamous relationship. Yeah. And <laughs> the whole reason why we started doing this was just because, like, I'm very open about with anybody who knows me. I'm very open about my sexuality. I'm very open about if someone else is like very open. I'll be, hey, cool. You know, tell me about what other crazy shit you're into that I, you know, that I might not know of. Or here's my experiences. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think we're both the same. That that's kind of how we. <laughs> came together together. Uh, (laughs) because uh yeah i'm always like hey let's talk about sex (laughs) i feel like it's a really important part of the human experience and condition and like nobody wants to talk about it or they feel like they're not allowed to talk about it because it's not socially acceptable which is something that I've never really understood. So for like me, like I come from a very kinky fetish uh, background. Uh, I am the dominant in my relationship, at least in the bedroom. <laughs> Outside the bedroom, yeah, that's a totally different story. But uh, inside the bedroom, yeah, I'm the dominant. My wife is a submissive. 
Uh, I have been in BDSM relationships before. I've done tons of just all kinds of crazy shit. So for me, it's like I have all these crazy experiences, but no one to really talk to about it. And so it's like, and it's a big part of my life. And I'm like, hey, like, you know, if you're into sports, you want to talk about sports, like, I want to talk about this shit, but no one really wants to talk about it. <laughs> so her and I are both like, hey, let's get a podcast going so we can like open that door and just be like, it's cool to talk about this crap. Like, it's not like anything to be ashamed of or be scared of. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people want to hear about it. Lots of people want to hear about sex. And if they don't, well, they probably won't tune into this podcast. That's true. <laughs> you know, but all the perverts like us are out there looking up sexual podcasts. And, well, you found one right there here. We're going to talk about really awkward sexual experiences. Uh, we've pretty much, like, <laughs> we're both understanding that, like, there's just, like, a no-holds-barred. Like, there's going to be nothing that we're going to hold back on. Um. Yeah, like I, I just like I'm excited to see where we go and what we end up talking about. We already have some guests lined up. I'm excited to get get people on here. Uh, but as far as going back to your original question, so the first time I ever had sex was mm-hmm. with my girlfriend. I was 19, she was 18. We were both out of high school, and we were both virgins. How long had you been dating? I'm trying to remember, about five months, something like that. It's kind of that's a crazy story. because a pretty like, long time for high school. Yeah, well, we're out of high school. So. Well, I mean, yeah. high school aged. <laughs> so we started dating in October, and I fucked up enough. I know my actual date when I had sex. But uh, so we had sex on March 8th. Oh. Yeah, it sucks knowing your date. It sucks knowing your date. It really it does suck. <laughs> it's not something that I wish upon anybody. If you're going to like, you haven't had sex yet, do not have it on a holiday or a major event because every time that comes around, you'll remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just remember that because it was the night after my brother's birthday. So. Oh, yeah. well. There you go. Yeah. Happy birthday to your brother. <laughs> Get some poon. So yeah, it was uh we're both virgins. Uh first time we went three rounds. First time I lasted about two seconds. Oh, well, yeah. impressive. And she was just like, Wow. I was like, hey, what do you got? What do you expect? <laughs> uh went again the second time, and that time it lasted about a minute. And then uh Third time a charm, but this time we were out of condoms because she was not oh, on the pill. Oh, no. But again, there's a party going on because it was my brother's birthday. So I go downstairs and a friend of mine had condoms. And I was like, hey, man. <laughs> you just like, does anybody have any condoms? <laughs> so I, I knew my friend had some. And I was like, hey, man, I, I need to get some condoms off you. And it was a black condom. I'll never forget that because how hilarious <laughs> that was and how awkward it was. And then third time was a charm. So, yeah. <laughs> my story is not as great as some other people's but i will say this like so many people i've talked to have absolute freaking horror stories like <laughs> n- not f- sometimes it's funny but like some of these people i'm like dude this is awful like i feel really really bad and that's where like, the whole stigma for virginity it's like man some of this shit just needs to go away like because it's like I know I've like especially in high school a lot of female friends who are like pressured into it and I, I'm fortunate enough to have a 
just a story out of it. I wouldn't <laughs> say it's like an average. I, I wouldn't say time. it's the greatest story. It's not definitely not the greatest story ever, and it's definitely not one of my stories. I don't think I've ever actually shared that with anybody unless uh, they were there that night. Well, so. you've just shared it to all of our listeners. Right. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, I figured that was the whole point of this. We're going to share this stuff. That, all dozen of the listeners. Yeah. Have. <laughs> so uh, any of you Twitter followers, thank you. Uh, we did a little bit of a social media blast before this, so we want to thank you on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm just—I feel like I'm fortunate to have just an average story, like nothing, <laughs> nothing whimsical, traumatic. fantastic, or absolutely horrific or traumatic. Or I wish it was a little more funnier, but it's just kind of an average story. <laughs> so now it's your turn. It's my turn. Oh well, I was 18. Um, so for my 18th birthday, my friends decided to take me to a strip club, like a male strip club. Um, so we went right after school and then realized that the club that we went to during the day had female strippers (laughs) and they were like, we went and we watched the show and it was oh it was terrible it was terrible there was like one stripper and she had like greasy matted hair that kind of looked like uh, pebbles from the flintstones (laughs) she had it just like up on top of her head and um yeah there was just one stripper there so she she would uh get on stage and take off all her clothes and then go off stage and then come back on fully clothed like we hadn't just seen her <laughs> But then, like, my friends were like, okay, well, we have to come back later. We That's not even, like, the later. C team. That's, like, the D team. That's, like... <laughs> oh, it was terrible. No, she had, like, track marks. And oh my I, God. I think she had a tattoo of a penis on her hip. Like, a penis with a face on it. Wow. <laughs> It was pretty terrible. Oh, and for her break, for her break, she went like next door. There was an ice cream place, like a Dairy Queen or something. And she came back with an ice cream cone and was just sitting there in her baby doll lingerie, like licking her ice cream cone, like, where are y'all from? (laughs) 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 This is not the best trip club. But um, so anyways, they took us back or they took me back after... um, after dark to go see the men folk and that there were a lot more male strippers than just the singular female Where'd stripper you... that they had is this place still around no okay. <laughs> no they closed down a long time ago um but yeah so we watched the lineup that they had uh which at this club it was full frontal nudity so the men would come up and they'd like do their little dance and show you their penis. And then they'd put their G-string back on and come down and give everybody individual lap dances. And that's how they got their tips. Gotcha. Uh, so there was this one guy who uh, had like the cowboy theme going for him. He had a cowboy hat on. <laughs> and I think he was dancing to uh, that Garth Brooks song, I Got Friends in Low Places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he did us the dance, and he, uh, he had the biggest penis. 
and <laughs> and he so like, ah, that one yeah uh, that, that so one right there yeah the one with the in hindsight it was a terrible choice i should have gone for a man with a much smaller penis so you're like ah the guy at the giant salami i wanted him from the first one yeah well okay so it was it was big on stage and then <laughs> and then he came down to give everybody their individual lap dances and he went to my friend that drove us and then my gay friend and then when it came time to give me my lap dance he got a giant boner which oh it's so romantic isn't it (laughs) (laughs) it's like a fairy tale uh, yeah. so, the strip club and he had the giant dick he had a giant boner and uh i just couldn't say no whew, just could, i just yeah, could not say so, no uh, so yeah he went back like we tipped him and he went back and then when he came out again like after he left me and my friends we were like whoa did you see that guy's giant boner that's <laughs> awesome um so he came back again for a second dance and I wrote my phone number on a dollar bill Uh. and I put it in his G string. And then like when it came time for us to leave, I was walking towards the door and he came and put his arm around my waist. (laughs) A bold move. Um, Oh, he's a stripper. A bold move. He's a a, a stripper with a giant penis. I mean, so uh, he's got confidence. Yeah. So he was like, whoa, whoa, where are you going? <laughs> I'm like, well, I got to go. They're my ride. I'm leaving. He's like, oh, my shift's over in like an hour. And I'm like, yeah, I, I got to go home, but check your G-string. <laughs> <laughs> and the next day, I got a call from him. He was like, are you the girl in the front row that was wearing the blue T-shirt? Like, yeah. That was me. So, yeah, um, so we went on a couple dates. He took me out a couple of times. Um, and then <laughs> then we went back to his place. Oh, he put on Usher's Confessions. Wow. Because <laughs> that album was really hot at the time. Um, wow. So he's playing that. Oh, gosh. And uh, just like officer and a gentleman, he picked me up in his <laughs> arms and he carried me up the stairs and put me in bed and we started kissing and then we started doing more than kissing. <laughs> and then um, as he's pulling a condom out, I'm like, I just want to let you know I'm a virgin. <laughs> and I could see the gears turning in his head like, should I continue? Well, she, he's probably thinking two things. He's probably like, should I continue? Or is she trying to just say this to get me off? Uh, <laughs> does that get men off? Uh, sometimes. Um, Depends who they are. It's the whole like inexperience uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. he. <laughs> I think he was wondering like if he should continue. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, he might have even asked me, like, do you still want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay with this. So he had a lot of difficulty getting in. 
I would imagine. Uh, yeah, uh, he finally did manage to penetrate me, and I immediately regretted my decision of picking a man with such a large penis for my first time. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so I just kind of powered through, <laughs> and I was like, you know, at some point, this is going to be over. Oh <laughs> I'm just going to lay here. There, like, there was, like, no pleasure on my side of it, and he was just, like, pumping away, sweating. He's, he was very nice about it, though. He, he was considerate. He checked in with me. Uh, and was like, are you okay? Should I stop? Do you want me to, do you want me to stop? Should I keep going? And I was just like, yeah, go keep going. And I don't know if it was just my perception of time or if it really took him like an hour to get off. Cause it felt like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I was just very uncomfortable for a couple of days afterwards. And uh, that was my first time. <laughs> wow. Trumped. I'm trumped. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I, I, well, I would say you probably enjoyed your first time a lot more than I did. Though. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. Yes. I, would say I that. just have a better story to tell at parties. No, that's, that's very true. <clears throat> So yeah. Um, oh, we'll pause right there for a second. Okay, so we're going from here. Uh, next topic. Is this what? What is this? Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about virginity testing. Okay. So. Um, moving on with virginity. <laughs> uh, no, because this is obviously the whole point of the podcast. Now that you and I have shared our awkward stories. Yeah. Um. There is a lot of stigma. We talked about with virginity. I mean, there's a shit ton. <laughs> What's some of your take on it? Uh, some of my take on it. Oh, <laughs> well, I think it's bullshit. Um, so yeah, that brings us to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> The next thing I wanted to talk about is virginity testing, which oh. uh, is kind of a hot topic right now. Well, because the rapper. Yeah. I don't remember um, his name. So there's this rapper musician named T.I., right. um, which stands for Tiny Imagination. No, I don't, I don't know that. That's not, that's not I accurate. No um, I don't know who he is. I don't listen to his music, Neither. so I can't really talk about. Um, him at all but apparently he's very famous for his line of work uh, and also now famous for something completely yeah, different yeah so this is how we know him um so he was interviewed on some other podcast and said that he takes his 18 year old daughter to the gynecologist <laughs> to the gynecologist annually to make sure that she's not sexually active through virginity testing and of course the internet flipped its fucking lid Ew. and went nuts. Yeah, but uh, virginity testing is a thing. Like, it's been a thing. 
It's been a thing. I mean, like the Sicilians used to, it was a big thing with the Sicilians back in the day. It was a big thing, like in different tribes and yeah. So let's let's explain what virginity testing is. Uh, So virginity testing is an examination to determine whether or not someone's a virgin and that someone is usually slash always a woman. (laughs) Because as we said, Uh, how can you check a guy? Like, uh, well, how can you check anybody? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the whole thing is. So, so yeah, like it doesn't really work either way. Uh, but the test uh, usually, there's a couple ways to do it, but the test is usually to check for the presence of a hymen. And if a woman doesn't have a hymen, then the test fails, I guess. She's not a virgin. That's, that's all it is. Um, and often these tests are done without the woman's consent. And also done by a male. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, they can be done by men. a woman, but they're they're frequently done by men. Yeah, and so this has been gaining notoriety on social media ever since this rapper came out to talk about a his eighteen his daughter. year old. Yeah. Oh, it's taking just so her to the giant college. This is fucked up. Uh, oh, and there's another way to test too. Besides the hymen test, there's also a test you can do called the two finger test. Which what? actually is more of a one-finger test. Um, so the doctor will check your vaginal laxity. Uh, so they will insert one finger into your vagina. This sounds like such bullshit, like snake oil <laughs> fucking medical crap. Like, this doesn't even sound it real. It is. It is medical crap. Um, so they put one finger in to see how loose the vagina is. And if they can... Uh, easily fit two fingers into your vagina then you are habituated to sex and you fail the test you've had sex if you can fit two fingers oh my god into your vagina the fuck Uh, the hell's wrong with people yeah so this is bullshit on a number of levels uh the world health organization proclaims that virginity testing is an example of violence against women it's medically unnecessary and it's invasive and it undermines a woman's decision-making skills right uh, and it's just bullshit. Like, it doesn't work. Because some women uh, are born without hymens. Right. Or like, can the hymen is such a small little piece of of your body that it, it can, you know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> it can, yeah. You can um, tear your hymen in ways that have nothing to do with sex, like tampon use or a vigorous exercise. I lost my hymen on a shoe. I knew a girl who <laughs> broke hers on a fence, a metal fence. Yeah. A fence. Yeah. yeah. I think I was like, like seven on a playground and I was doing like flips over one of those like monkey bar poles and then I fell down and my leg like folded under me and the back of my shoe hit me and I just started bleeding. And, uh, yeah, that's how I lost my hymen. I've heard many similar stories from friends, too. And it's not like I lost my virginity at seven. No, it's... So it's a, <laughs> so it's a bullshit test. Yeah. Like, that doesn't determine virginity. Nor does vaginal laxity. And uh, so... Does masturbation make you not a virgin then? Because like if you masturbate... I worry about that. I always, always thought about that. I was like, so, if you're, so if you're using, let's say, you've you're brave enough and you go to the store and you buy like a 13 inch dildo 
And you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to cram this <laughs> thing up there. Bold. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're just saying you're just, you're just saying you're just bold enough to ram this thing up there. Now, are you still version by then? Or, like, <laughs> well, again, it comes down to, like, what classifies it is if like you're doing it solo then that means you're still a virgin but if you're with somebody then you're not a virgin like yeah um it's all such bullshit like so yeah it is but uh, virginity testing is done like still in many parts of the world mainly africa and the middle east somalia and ethiopia and places like that um where where they uh, mutilate women's genitals. Yeah. We're going to go dark here. We're going to go dark. Are we talking about the female castration? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. So, uh, sorry, guys. We're going to get depressing. So, a little bit of heads up here. Um, <laughs> Janet kind of sets this, the, is like writing out the outlines, and then she's leaving bits and pieces out so she can surprise me when it comes up. So I had no idea we were going to go on this this road, but uh, I guess this should come out. I guess from here on out, we should probably put a little trigger warning for what we're about to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're squeamish, you don't want to listen to this next part. Um, so, uh, Scott, do you know what infibulation is? I do not know what infibulation is. Infibulation is a practice that's mainly done in Africa and the Middle East where they remove the outer labia and the clitoris, and then they suture the vulva. They pretty much just sew your vagina closed. Yeah. And then they insert a small stick so that you have a hole for urine and menstrual blood to pass through. Um, but because in most of these countries, women who are not virgins are seen as unmarriable. And women want to be married. Right. Um, there's another surgical procedure here in the Western world called a hymenoplasty. Is that the one where they like rebuild it? Yeah, they repair a torn <laughs> hymen in order to uh, pass a virginity test. So here, here's this like little piece of skin that's completely worthless and doesn't mean anything. We're going to rebuild it. Yeah, would you like some extra pain so we can sew it back together? Like, and then you can have another... It does absolutely freaking <laughs> nothing, but here, we're, we're going to, you know, just for the social stigma or whatever it is that... God. Yeah, so that's, that's what's done here in the States. Um, so in a patriarchal society, women are often perceived as property of husbands or fathers, and the woman's value is in their purity. And that's why virginity matters. Right. So women especially are pressured to remain virgins until they're married. And virginity testing then puts the blame on the women for their perceived sexual misconduct. So they can receive all of the stigma and punishment because they're the only ones being tested. Because there's no male hymen that breaks. You can't, uh, <laughs> right. you can't break your man hymen. Like, if male-bodied people had a hymen, it'd break the first time they masturbated. Oh, yeah. like, but, uh, little boys can't keep their hands off their penises. Like, you're not going to stop them <laughs> from masturbating. Uh, <laughs> but let's, let's say that they didn't uh, masturbate at all. They withheld temptation. They did not masturbate at all. Uh, guess what? They'd still have a nocturnal emission 
and break their male penis hymen, uh, and it would break in their sleep. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because the body naturally does that. Yeah. Um, so yes, this is just another way that we are keeping women down in our society. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I also found when researching this that um, before 1979, which is still fairly recently, before 1979, virginity testing was done by the British government uh, on women who wanted to immigrate to the UK through a marriage visa. So if they had somebody in the UK that they wanted to marry right. and get a visa, uh, the British government would have to uh, do a virginity test on you and their reasoning was that a woman who was a virgin would be less likely to lie about their reason for wanting to immigrate wow <laughs> that's pretty humans fucked up. magical creatures Such that's magical pretty fucked creatures up, right yeah, yeah. Is, so this test is totally bogus a hymen doesn't have to be lost through sexual intercourse can be lost through a variety of other ways. In rare cases, girls are born without hymens. I mean, people are born without eyelids. They can be born right. without hymens, too. Oh, uh, here's something else interesting that I found out. Um, did you know that you can buy an artificial hymen on the internet from China? <laughs> yeah that's not where i thought that sentence was going no i have uh, no idea you could buy i mean you buy a lot of shit from china but i know geez. you can <laughs> but uh so there is a artificial hymen that inserts and it adheres to the inside of your vagina so it like sticks God. to the inside um and gives the appearance of an intact hymen and it goes a step further. Oh, God. It bleeds. It releases a red liquid when penetrated. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Egyptian politicians are completely outraged by this, and they want to ban <laughs> it. Oh, my God. Because heaven forbid a women... Woman, a woman lies about... <laughs> God. Who cares? And that's what comes down to this whole thing. Like, who cares if, like... Ah, Jesus. I don't know. Uh, it kind of reminds me of... Um, did you ever see that episode of Friends where Joey auditions for a part that he has to do full frontal nudity in? And uh, he has to be uncircumcised. And he tells the people that he is because he doesn't think he's going to get the part. And then he oh, does. shit. So he uses, like, flesh-colored silly putty to create a foreskin for the scene. And then, like, when he's doing the screen test, it just, like, falls off of his neck. I've not seen an episode, but wow. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So that's what the artificial hymens reminded me of, was artificial foreskin. Um, I, I, circumcision for males. I mean, that's a that's a whole another. That, that's, that's a, a whole that's, that's a, a whole, whole other thing that. That's a whole other topic that mm. I want to bring up later. Um, yeah, especially when we're talking about toys, because I just found out there are like toys that oh, have yeah. like a movable foreskin on them. Oh, so I knew they made the ones that are like circumcised or uncircumcised, but I know yeah, they're making, uh, like, they actually move uh, around now. No, yeah, they've made a dildo that's very lifelike that has a foreskin that you can actually move back over the head of All the right. penis. Um, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's, that's, that's for a whole episode. other podcast, a whole other episode. 
Um, so back to the virginity stigma. Yes. Um, and how crazy people are about this. Um, I feel like this is going to get really dark. It is going to get really dark. Man, it's for our first so episode, man. Dark. We really picked a... Uh... <laughs> I, well, you know, this is what happens when I do research late at night. The internet takes me to very dark, dark places. Right. Um, so... I mean, we've been talking about these other countries like Africa and Ethiopia, which are a little behind us. Right. A little bit. Um, just that. But uh, so you, of course, know there's a big HIV epidemic yeah. in Africa. And there's a big myth over there um, that many people believe that if you have sex with a virgin, it will cure your yes. HIV status. So I used to work for a company that uh, uh, was an advocacy for AIDS and HIV, and I heard all about this. This is so fucked up. Which leads to a lot of rape. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, this is. Oh, man. Can't believe we're going this route. Okay. Uh, yeah, just no, I, one, um, one more reason uh, why the virginity stigma is harmful, especially to women. Especially since, like, HIV can be transferred through, like, breast milk, you know, and, like, obviously blood. Uh, but did you know breast milk you can carry it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah it's a so it's fluid. like... That whole thing doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. Like... But I, guess, I mean, I guess if you're, I guess if you're in a culture where it's desperate enough and everyone's trying to come up with something and, well, and their government, right? Like so totally it's like, hey, like, like <laughs> tell tell people do this and whatever. I guess it's another form of control for them or something. I have, yeah, no uh, idea. Like I was reading this book about um, this. Oh, what do you call that? epidemiologist okay. is that it i think it's an epidemiologist um where they you know study the spread of diseases and she was over in african indonesia and this was like at the peak of the uh aids epidemic and she was talking about working with these organizations that uh seek to educate people about it but working with the governments was so difficult because the, the leaders over there are like super religious and they don't want to hurt their political careers. Right. So they were like, well, let's not bring up the sex thing at all. <laughs> let's not, we're not going to tell people that this is a sexually transmitted thing. We're going to say it's from demons. You know? <laughs> yeah. And they would just get no help talking about that. And they were like, well, let's focus on the drugs. The drugs, because that you know, miscreants use drugs, right. so we can we can tell that it's spread through drugs. But the number one reason that it's spread over there, over here, it's drugs. But over there, right. <laughs> the number one reason it's spread is sex, because people have sex in webs over there. You know, like where the man has a mistress over here, and oh. he goes over here for business, and yeah. he's got a mistress yep. over here, so he has sex with like these three women, so you, and those three women, women have, have sex yeah. with all of these other people, so. Yeah, so that was like the number one reason it was being spread over there. And the government officials were like, well, we're not going to talk about that. I can't say sex. <laughs> Jesus. 
yeah, so uh, so you can understand how uh, people over there would be like, oh yes, yeah. have sex with a virgin, right? Yeah, because <laughs> like, they're not hearing anything to the contrary or any sort right. of educated idea of how diseases are spread and cured. Well, it's like here, you know, like our sex ed is such a joke. You know, they're just like. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a whole nother bag of worms. That's started. a whole nother thing. Yeah, don't get me like, started about how terrible sex ed is in uh, in, uh in public schools in America. Like it's public schools. Yeah, that's oh, so bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so bad. It in no way. It in no way teaches you how to. Uh, have a healthy sex life no it's like don't have sex at all like yeah oh yeah yeah no they just try to scare you out of having sex like they don't tell you anything about like pleasure or foreplay you're like prepping the body for sex no it's Uh, like because they're like that's like encouraging kids to have sex and we don't want kids to have sex so then kids are turning around and watching porn and be like, okay, this is this how it's done. It's like this. Yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. like, that is like, yeah, hey, I want, I, want, I want to like learn how to do martial arts. Someone watch John Wick. It's like, that makes like, it's like, makes no sense. Yeah. Porn is not how you want to learn how to have sex. It's like, do you want your kid to turn on a porno movie and think like, oh, I should pound her in the ass and come on her face. That's what women <laughs> want. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Our sex ed class was such a shit show. It was two days. Like, that's all that we got. Wait, what grade were you in? Um, I was in high school. I don't know if I was, like, a sophomore or freshman, maybe. Okay, I was a sophomore. When... Yeah, I, I was probably a sophomore. Um, but it, it was two days. And they had two guest speakers come and the first one was a woman who came and she showed us slides of all the STD genitals. Like, here's your cauliflower yeah, penis. I, I got that too. It was like, here's here's all this shit you can collect. And it's like, oh my god. Like, it, it, she she brought it to a personal level level because she talked about her sister who had an STD, and she's like, my sister was so promiscuous, and she was going out every night. She was going out to bars and hooking up with men, and her vagina looked like this. This was what her cervix looked like, and they showed, like, this blackened cervix. And she's like, and she didn't go to the doctor, and she didn't get the help that she needed, and I'm sure she spread this to all of the men that she was sleeping with. And then um, the second guest speaker was even better. (laughs) So he looked like Brock Lesnar. He had like, oh my god, yeah, uh, like his neck, <laughs> his neck just kind of like <laughs> turned his head into his shoulders. Um, if, uh, if you don't know who Brock Lesnar is, a uh, UFC fighter wrestler. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> look him up. You'll find yeah. him um, with a magnificent, magnificent chest tattoo. Just yeah, glorious. He was just super roided up, and he comes in with a duffel bag. And this guy has no sense of humor. <laughs> Like, immediately, he just, like, looks like the wrestling coach. Um, He takes the duffel bag that he's brought in, and he unzips it, 
and he turns it over and dumps out and it's like full of medication bottles. And his opening line was like, I have AIDS and this is all the medication that I have to take daily because I had one sexual experience unprotected. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. Like, so for me, it was, I remember it was in 10th grade and it was in my health class and it was a mandatory class, like at school I went to, like, and, uh, like if you're in 10th grade, everyone took the same like health class. And uh, we didn't have any guest features. We didn't have any like special things or anything like that. Just our our health teacher uh, was a guy, and he went over it for like a week, like not even that long. Maybe, maybe like uh, maybe yeah. a couple days or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was two and days. I, remember I the, think that's all that they're like yeah, mandated to yeah, do. Yeah, I, is two I remember days. the only thing that stuck out through the entire thing because his whole thing was like, I don't care what you do, just make sure you wear a condom. That was like <laughs> that was his spiel. It was like it's like. It was so funny because they, you know, they skip over everything that's really important. But it was just like his his whole thing was like again focusing on the STDs, you know, not like it's, it's all focused on was like STDs, and it's like he was like, oh, if you wear a condom, I remember him saying like it's like wearing like throwing a beach ball through a like a net, it won't go through. But if you don't wear a condom like for like HIV, it's like taking a ping pong ball and throwing it against the neck, more than likely it's going to go through. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck kind of analogy is? Like, what? <laughs> you know how, like, when you're throwing ping pong balls through nets at the volleyball court? Right, yeah. It's like... Have you ever fi- tried that fun yeah, I just wish they'd be like, just be careful. That's all you need to say. Just, just be careful. Be open. Talk about it. Like... <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Know your status. It's a huge thing too. Like, yeah, I've met get tested. I've, I've met people who literally will not get tested because they don't want their status. Oh, and I'm like, so dude, what is wrong with you? You can't like. Yeah. People are just so. So if you don't know well, your status, they're, they're please, please of, go test and get, get know your status. They're afraid of the stigma. Yes. Which is. And a common theme of this episode. Right. <laughs> Which I think you're going to see as a common theme through all our episodes. Because well, there's so much stigma surrounding sex and everything involved Right, and sex. conversations and... Yeah, it's so weird. That's a, it's like a catch-22. <laughs> because it's like there's a stigma around talking about sex. So you're not allowed to talk about it. Well, if you can't talk about it, you don't like hear educated opinions and and then you're more likely to be in a dangerous situation in which you can contract an std which gives you even more stigma like talking about like stigmas and everything else i actually worked at a i actually worked a sex convention one time and literally like we had a booth we were basically passing out information about hiv we were passing out free condoms we had like dildo toss games and stuff like that so many people were afraid to talk to us and even like playing a game like throwing a dildo against a wall, they were afraid of like touching the dildo because there was like, oh no, that's weird, that's that's strange or that's <laughs> that's perverted. It's like, dude, you're at a fucking sex convention. Like, do you think anyone here cares at they, all? They probably thought that you just stuck it in your butt. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> like no. that. I've just kept been keeping them in my ass for safekeeping. Right, yeah. Do you want to throw this? I had to get them here somehow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about 40-year-old virgins, people right. who are older and virgins. 
And the common theme that I keep hearing is that virgins um, don't lose their virginity. And then just every year it gets harder and harder because they put more pressure on themselves. And then they're afraid to do it because they're like, well, I've made it this far and I'm a virgin. Like, how am I going to go from here? Right. I mean, I want to say this too. It's like, to me, like the door goes both ways. Like, you know, we're talking about stigma against like people who hold virginity such a high standard too. But like for adults, it's like, you know, if that's what happens, I mean, like shit happens. Like don't sweat it. You know, I, to me, like I have a friend who lost his virginity when he was 27 and a couple people gave him shit and made fun of him for it. I gave him a high five. I was like, cool, man. Like, congrats. <laughs> Glad. I'm hope, uh, hope, hope it works out for you. So it was what, like, what shitty I mean, like, people that like would make fun of you. I know that's, that. well, then of course there's the movie, the 40 year old virgin. I mean, that, and that whole thing is by kind of poking fun at people who've never had sex. I mean, and then at the end, it kind of has this little moral of like, oh, no, it's OK. But throughout the entire movie, we've done nothing but make fun of the fact that you've never had sex. Yeah, um, I I did enjoy the film. No, I'm not saying I, I didn't enjoy the film. I I'm saying it was like, amusing, but uh, yeah, well, <laughs> that's Judd Apatow, though. He shows how people really act. And, uh, yeah. you know, people are assholes and he captured that in his film. That's true. Uh <clears throat> But yes, he does have the good moral at the end. Like, it doesn't really matter. Though, I don't think you necessarily have to, like, find somebody special. Right. I I mean, if you believe that your virginity is something special, that you should be saving for some great, wonderful... star-crossed lover, uh, that's your own prerogative. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. I personally don't adhere to that, but I feel like that's kind of like the I, cultural. But that's kind of like, that's kind of the cultural norm is like, oh no, I'm gonna save myself for someone special, or I'm gonna save myself for marriage. If you're saving yourself for marriage, props to you. That's awesome. You know, it's like congrats. Uh, you know, not a lot of people can can hold up to that standard, but for me, it's like, why would you buy a car without test driving it? yeah yeah i kind of agree with that but then again we're huge perverts right um sex is very important for us i i realize sex is not important for some people well i don't want to say it's not important but it's not as important of a aspect of a relationship there's plenty of other things in a relationship but I personally think sex is a huge part of a relationship. Right. As far as my happiness goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree on that one too. It comes down to like sex isn't everything when it comes to like a, a relationship. But if the sex is bad or, you know, it's just non-existent or you're not, you're not connecting in that department, probably more than likely the rest of it's not going to connect either. Uh, or if the person you're with is just like a shit bag who doesn't care if you come, <laughs> yeah. they're probably going to be a shit bag in the rest of your relationship and not care about your happiness in general. Do I have a friend once tell me, he was like, oh man, it's a race to the finish. And if I win, that's awesome. I was like, dude, you suck. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you, you suck. Like, that's just such a shitty, like, 
That's a terrible, terrible way of looking at it. Like, oh, what did he have going for him? Like, why would women continue to sleep with that guy? <laughs> he also hated blowjobs because he never had a good one. So, yeah. Yeah, he, I, he's the only man I've ever met who does not like doing oh, blowjobs. Dude, you know, like, given his mentality of, uh, <laughs> 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 it's a race and I'm the first one to the finish line, dude. <laughs> if I were giving him a blowjob, I'd be like, how much teeth do you want, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he hasn't had a good blowjob. Probably. That's probably it right there. If he doesn't give a shit about pleasuring the one he's with, why should they care about pleasuring him? two-way street man i totally agree so so going back to what we were just talking about um if you dear listener are out there and you are a virgin um perhaps an older virgin and you are afraid or ashamed of of your status um just know uh virginity as a status is total uh, you shouldn't be ashamed of it. You shouldn't be afraid of it. Who cares, dude? Or person? Hold on. You know, if you are afraid of it, like, who cares? Like, just live your life. Just don't worry about it. Like, who cares what other people think? And if you are, like, a teenager, which you shouldn't be listening to this podcast in the first place, because this isn't 18 and up. But let's <laughs> say you are a teenager. Like... It's like the only time anyone ever really gives a shit about it is when you're in like high school. <laughs> and then like once you get out of high school, like you're gonna realize like nobody talks about their first time. Like Except for us just well, now. Yeah, just just now. But like <laughs> it's not a topic that usually comes up hardly ever anywhere, even with your partners. You know, if you do talk about your first time, like, yeah, it sucked. Like that's usually the the general consistence. Like like <laughs> don't worry about it. I guess this is the whole thing we're trying to say is like, don't worry about it. It's it not the biggest, it's not a big deal at all. It doesn't matter if you lose your virginity on prom night in a limo or behind the dumpster at Denny's. It, it hey, really don't knock doesn't the matter. Don't knock the dumpster. <sighs> I, well, I know sometimes that, <laughs> left, sometimes that leftover food can give you a nice cushion. It's a nice like sensory kind of squish. That, that might be a, that might be a topic for later on is the weirdest, craziest places we can find. Being smeared with hash browns and ketchup. That's just... Oh! <laughs> oh! That's I crazy. just saw the light in your eyes like Christmas morning. I just, I just happened to... I just stumbled upon a site the other night. The other night. It, was about a, it was all about messy. Messy? The messy fashion, fetish. It was all about like the messy fetish. Like rubbing all kinds of crap, garbage, food, like all over yourself, and I could see that. Yeah, it's a it's a big thing, apparently. I could see that. So, talking about that made me think about that. This does not surprise me in any way. So anyway, uh- <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you for joining for our first podcast. Yes, thank you for joining us on this very awkward adventure. We hope it hasn't been too painful and dark for you. We do, we do hope to have some uh, lighter, more fun episodes in the future. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, try to hope we uh, hope you had a fun time. Hope you laughed at least a couple times at us and enjoyed it. 
Uh, but you can also send your comments or your questions. We do have a Twitter account. So you can hit us up on Twitter at Libertines Show. You can also use the hashtag AskTheLibertines. You can send us an email, ask at FriskyTipsyLibertines.com. You can also visit the website. FriskyTipsyLibertines.com. I also want to add something. Um, We are also open to doing reviews. Uh, So if you have any products, books, movies that you would like us to watch and review on the show, please send those to our email address or hit us up on Twitter. We would be happy to review your erotic media. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so thank you everyone for being here with us for our first time. Um, please be gentle. And once again, I'm Scott. And I'm Janet. And you've been listening to Frisky, Frisky Tipsy, Tipsy Libertines. Libertines. Oh yeah.